This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome one and all to the Disney Countdown Show, Episode 5. My name is Megan, also known as the Magical Millennial, on Instagram, TikTok, threads, and sometimes during the month, Facebook and YouTube. And with me today is my co-host and the ever-so-lovely Danielle, the Dapper Danielle. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I, ha I have my matcha here next to me. I'm waking up, even though it's actually later in the afternoon for us over here in Florida. But, you know, again, I am the night owl person. That's why I do the random Disney things in the middle of the night, not during the first thing in the morning. But yes, yes I'm doing yes. good. I'm doing good. 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 Gotta, gotta love those hours over there, Danielle. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us three hours ahead, as always. I try. <laughs> I'm the time traveler of the group is what I, what I am, yes. But for those that are listening, I am the dapper Danielle. Same thing as Megan on the Instagrams, the TikToks, the threads, and sometimes on the, the book of faces and the U of tubes and whatnot. Now, <laughs> for our show, though, we are the Disney Countdown Show. So Disney Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, and threads. And then over on the Twitter bird X thing, whatever it is, it is Pod Disney over there. So make sure you're following us over there because, again, me and Megan, we make our own separate content. We have our own niche things. Again, I'm the random. The Midnight Girl, and then Megan, she she covers almost everything over there in Disneyland, and then the Disney Countdown Show is the is the mix between the two of us. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. It's it's a great combination. It's a, a lovely balance as well of all the things Disney. And uh, yeah, my my content as well is kind of a mixed bag. I will say. <laughs> well, but, but that's Just, what works for you though. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's been it's been fun. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going, keep the magic going, you know. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And so for those that are listening, also wherever you are listening at, make sure you are rating, reviewing, all that other good stuff. And now Megan, our yeah. Patreon family keeps yes. on growing again. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Yes, we welcome have... to our new Patreons. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and again, the Patreon, they are getting exclusive episodes, so extend versions of our list, usually the 11 through 15, the things that barely made it into our top 10. They're the ones hearing that exclusive episode and content. Uh, so if you want to join our Patreon family, go over there, see what's happening. And to our new friends, we have Devin, Kimberly, Jeffrey, Brandon, they are some of our newest family members. I am yes, so excited welcome, that they're here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. And yeah, be sure to stick around for that bonus content. We do that quite often. And we have some fun conversations on those bonus episodes. It's it's really fun. And you learn a little bit more about what almost cracked our top 10 for these countdown lists. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, welcome to our new Patreons and thank you to our subscribers for listening in. We are just so happy to be doing this every week. So thank you. I really loved the story that I was telling you in the Patreon episode about the um, the dinosaur ride and my experience oh, yes. riding it for the yes. first time. So 
Good time. I really like that story. So, but we got to make them go listen to it over there if they even want to hear it. So, it's seriously, it's pretty juicy, guys. It's really, really entertaining. (laughs) I I learned a lot about the Dapper Danielle in that episode. (laughs) It's oh my goodness, so embarrassing. So So fun. No, it's so fun. But yes, now what's going on with you, Miss Megan? Anything, anything new? I know it hasn't been very long since we last talked, but. I know, I know, yeah, which is to- which is great. I love that I get to talk to you, you know, multiple times in the week now. Um, but uh, but you went and saw all the new Halloween merch, right? I I did. I couldn't resist. I literally I went from my lovely facial. I got I literally just got a facial, right? So my <laughs> my skin Ooh. is like super vulnerable. I'm like trying to like avoid the sun at all costs. And, I thought you were um, glowing over here from what I can see. So hello, oh, it's well, thank working you. for thank you. you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I definitely feel fresh faced now, but uh, yeah, I went straight from the facial and she was amazing. She's my absolute favorite. Her name's Emily. And I went over to uh, downtown Disney because I saw that it dropped August 1st. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got to go check it out and see the giant Mickey pumpkins for myself. So I walked over there and and everything was still there. Everything was in stock at the end of the day. But um, I actually went yesterday again because my mini Mickey pumpkin that I was so happy to get um, wasn't working. And I tried multiple batteries and tried to make it light up because it's supposed to light up and glow, but it wasn't working. So I, I went back. I Honestly, this was a stretch because I had a feeling this would sell out first. And yes, it was sold out yesterday. It's cheaper yeah. than the giant blow mold version, right? Exactly. It is. It is, I think, 30 instead of 75, something like that. Mm. Um, so it was like 25 with my discount. But uh, yeah, so I got to wait till it restocks to get my new pumpkin because I, I exchanged it for something else. So we'll see. But um, I mean, the merch is really cool this year. I love it. It I think is it's a great collection. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind a lot of it. I really like I even like I we mentioned this in the last episode. I really like a lot of the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff they did this year. Yes. And... Oh, my gosh. I wasn't sure if I was going to love a lot of the like neon stuff when they did the preview back in like yeah. halfway to Halloween. I was really hesitant about it. But now that I've actually seen it in person a little bit more, I'm I'm kind of digging it. I don't mind. It. I am, too. I am, too. I love the lounge fly. I love the hat that matches it. And I think there's Crocs that also match. And yeah, I I Crocs yet. I think yeah, there are Crocs. There are Crocs involved this year again. <laughs> They're so cute. And I, I really appreciate that, you know, we actually talked about this before, the Nightmare Before Christmas collection that they had last year was like 3D almost, and it kind of mm-hmm. did tricks on your eyes. They, I feel like they combined those and made it just, just straight neon and straight colors that honestly work, I think, for Halloween. I, I kind of, it's growing on me as well. It doesn't like glow in the dark, but if you went into a black light ride like Haunted Mansion, it would look really cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. There is there is a ghost hat, I think, that uh, also sold out within a day over here that glows in the dark. The little the little ghost with the with the blue Mickey hat on. He's got a Mickey cap on. It's really cute. And he, he glows in the dark. So that's cool. I don't think I've even seen it in person. It probably sold out just as quickly over here, too. Probably. Yeah, that would that I knew that was going to be a popular one. So so that'll have to restock. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I think a lot of people were asking, I I did a video about it. And this stuff is going to be restocked constantly. This is just like the first round. So Mm -hmm. no worries if if y'all can't make it to the parks in time. It also dropped on Shop Disney on August 7th. So um, things are going to restock throughout the season. So don't worry, you will uh, have chances to get your your hands on it. So yeah, I feel like the merchandise keeps dropping earlier every single year because i feel like even in the past two years it maybe dropped in like the first or second week of august like usually the first week of the mickey's not so scary halloween party which is still well 
is now, but mm. like I, I still feel like August first was pretty early for it. You know? It was yeah, it was really early. It was early for us for sure. I, I think I know you guys start things earlier over there, but it was mm-hmm. definitely early for us. I don't. I think it was maybe um, either the second or third week of August they they brought it last year. They brought it in. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. It was about that time. No, no, it's it's early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think I think August is the good cutoff, too. I'm like, OK, let's not make it July, y'all. Let's just keep it in August. because <laughs> like, July is summer for sure. So it, it is. It is. And yeah. then August is the is the transition month of like half in the first half of the month. It is definitely still summer. By the mm-hmm. second half, people are so over summer and they're just like, we're going to go ahead and make it fall uh, now anyway. So Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yes. (laughs) But how about you, Danielle? Any recent trips to the parks that stood out to you or you had, you know, had a good time? too crazy. I did go uh, hang out with some friends. We went to the movies and whatnot. And then we went over towards uh, French Quarter Resort over on Disney World property, which is Porter Lean's French Quarter. And they that's where we have our Mickey beignets at. So we can't really get them in like a park or anything here. So we have to go to French Quarter and they have a whole section uh, completely dedicated to beignets now and they have a Haunted Mansion inspired beignet and it's like cookies and cream and it has like a marshmallow fluff over top of it it's gotten very mixed reviews either people love it or they don't love it I think it's I think the cookies and cream like crumble bits on top can be a little overwhelming with mixed with like a you can't a, a Mickey beignet is already perfect when it's fresh sometimes when you overload it with other stuff it becomes too much yeah, right. Totally. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, I I agree. And I that Jazz Kitchen. Oh, well, it used to be Jazz Kitchen. Chad Jazz Kitchen Express, and now is Beignets Express over here. Mm. Sometimes it's a little too much for me because they go glazed fruity pebbles, Oreos on top, and I'm just like, whoa, slow down. So I totally know what you mean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you only need powdered sugar and then just a perfectly warm Mickey beignet, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to adding too much to it is again sometimes too much sometimes less is more yep. and I, I think that's why this beignet has been getting such mixed reviews uh, mm-hmm. right now and I think I don't know how long this is sticking around for maybe until September it might okay. stick around longer but uh, I'll have to double check on the exacts of that but it's it's newer it's going to stick around here for a little bit because of the movie and into yeah. the entrance of Halloween season and yeah. uh, it'll be good it'll be good that sounds lovely. Yes, I have yet to try the French Quarter beignets over there. Haven't been that way. I mean, so. they're pretty good. I mean, that I, I, I've had both of them, the ones in Disneyland and the ones here. And that's our nearest comparison and the best one that I can find over here at Disney World. So I think they're pretty good. Okay. I got to try them out. I got to try them out because we have the Mickey beignets. Uh, they, they're, gr- they're good. They're good. And they're a great... Um, less expensive snack at Disneyland. It's like under $6 for three of them, which is actually pretty good. And uh, yeah, but I I love my beignets. So next time I'm there, I'm going to make that a goal to go and try those over at French Quarter. I'll take you over there. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Megan, I think it's time we go ahead and jump into some Disney news. How does that sound? Let's do it. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. (laughs) 
we have some breaking news updates, everything from dining to holidays to updates over at Pixar Pier and something something that's mainly uh, words that are mostly for the Florida residents. Uh, there is a new Florida resident ticket that is being offered right now. And hold on, let me make sure I have all of the this information up and correct right now. Yes. So there is a adult Florida resident ticket available that it is a two day two park ticket. All right. Now, the thing is, though, it's only available for Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Oh, my two right. favorite parks. <laughs> well, I know. I'm not complaining. And now this is a discounted ticket. It's $159, right? Uh-huh. And you can use it at both either Epcot or Animal Kingdom. So I think you can double dip and do Epcot twice or Animal Kingdom twice. It's up to you. Uh -huh. Or you can do one of each. And it'll be good from August 1st to September 29th. So from now until September 29th. And it does not have to be used on consecutive days. That's the big thing. That's cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's less than $80 per park, it essentially. Is. I yeah. kind of view this as this would be a good ticketing option for food and wine festival, especially we have the Eat to the Beat concerts. And if there's some artist yeah. that you specifically want to go see, but maybe you're blocked out or you've used up your entrances, whatever the case may be, this might be a good option to go twice to Epcot and make it like yes. an Epcot dining ticket. That's what I would use it for. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. If I live closer, I would definitely, or if I lived in Florida, I guess this is Florida resident only. I would love to use this because again, two oh, yeah. favorite parks, you got a festival going on at Epcot and oh my gosh. And it, it's a big date range as well. So I guess it's the it two park explorer ticket. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this ticket, I mean, it's, it's totally catering to the Florida local, right? Of oh, just very, popping very in. Mm -hmm. just to see what's going on in those two parks. And then it, as we are getting into August, you can already tell our summer crowds are starting to dissipate a wee bit because school is starting to start back up here in the next mm -hmm. week. Actually, some places actually start this week into the next week. And uh, as we get closer into beginning of September, we're going to dip down in attendance a good amount. So this is really them trying to push the that, like, end of summer, beginning of the fall season, uh, attendance yep. coming in. Yep. Just pick a day. Please come to the park. <laughs> we, come eat food we got a good deal for you. Festival, come eat food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Nice. We, we still have our California resident offer going on over here, which is a three day option that can be used non-consecutively up until I think actually around the same time, September 20 something. So into the Halloween season, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Um, and I guess, oh, this is a big one, Danielle. This next one. Yes. We do have changes and enhancements to dining reservations that are rolling out both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And I did read about this yesterday. And this is so, already live now, right? This is live. I, or I, okay. think it, I think it is live. Yes. Yeah, this is, so this is all new and it's rolled out. Um, so essentially, you can now see every single available reservation time for a date that you want. Usually on the old, you know, system on the app, you would have to like rearrange your party time and it would basically tell you like, okay, here are three times that are available on the date that you want or not at all. There are no dining reservations available. You could not see all of the times. Or you had to in click each individual like five o'clock, five thirty, six, exactly. six thirty. Yeah. Yes. It was a little bit a little bit frustrating on the app for sure, but this oh, yeah. is definitely more user-friendly. This will be something that 
uh, I think will help in planning and, you know, if you need to, if, if you, whatever reservation you want, whatever dining spot you want to pick, I think this will definitely help you make those plans. Um, oh, yeah. Depending on, you know, obviously the parks and or Disney Springs, wherever you want to go. So I think it's a good upgrade. Well, and I'm happy it's it's like happening on both coasts, too, because Me there too. happens yeah. to be a lot of times when my Disney experience updates that it's only for Disney World or it's only for Disneyland. This yeah. is something that now when it comes to the dining side, it's going to be the same across the board, which mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited about. And being being a local and someone that just kind of walks into the park or I'm with family or I'm with friends, and I'm like, well, are we flexible on dinner? But everybody knows that they want to go eat at one specific place they just don't care what time it's at this right. is so much more flexible with that we can see okay you have seven options here now do you want to go in the earlier half or in the later half let me know exactly exactly yeah so that's that's really nice it's the visibility is a lot better and um yeah i am also glad that it it is an update on both coasts for the disneyland app and the my disney experience app that's that's really nice so good job disney there <laughs> Thank you for that too. Because like Blue Bayou and Blue Bayou reservations are like so hard to come by. Oh, exactly. Maybe that would help out with that, make it a little bit easier. I hope well, so. Now, yeah, Megan, I've heard this rumor about Disney's uh, Paradise Pier. Right, that's yeah. getting turned into Pixar Place. Is that correct? Yes, yes, it is. They started construction quite a while ago, like a few months ago, maybe almost a year now, and it is now being transformed into Pixar Place, and they're almost done, which is really exciting. They've added uh, new Finding Nemo uh, themed features and. I believe that's going to be in the pool area, so you'll see Crush a lot in that pool, which is really cool. Um, rhyme, rhyme definitely intended there. And um, it's uh, it's looking great. You know, it was funny how Pixar Pier has been around since 2018, right? And basically, we had Paradise Pier Hotel, which was the old theme mm-hmm. there for the for years, you know? And obviously, the, the Panini and, and COVID halted any sort of change, but um, they're finally updating it to fit the theme of Pixar Pier and it is being Pixar Pla- being called Pixar Place with a lot of different lovely Pixar movies being featured inside the hotel. It's still the hotel we know and love. I've stayed there a few times, but hoping to stay there very soon as the Pixar the Pixar themed hotel. So I think it's uh it, it's kind of giving me a little bit of our art of animation vibes and yeah, how exactly. we have like the Nemo rooms. I feel like that's kind of what's kind of taking place over there at Pixar Place. So I, yes. I I think it's cute. I would be excited to go over there and check it out when it's all done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be adorable. They, you know, I'm sure they're they're doing a great job and working as fast as possible. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And I'm glad that the theming is going to match up because it was definitely like, OK, why is Paradise Pier Hotel still like glaring over there? Like it's really overlooking Pixar Pier. It was kind of funny. So she's looking at her, her old self. Her old no self. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad it's going to so it's going to like depressing again. to picture that, though, you know, just looking I over know. there and be like. What once was once upon a time. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, now she's finally getting updated to match her sister. So that's good. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. Oh, more more hotel news, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, on... Disneyland has, I guess, released all this information here in the past couple days where I I mean, to be fair, the last two episodes, I think, was very heavy Disney World related news with like Four Wilderness yeah. and whatnot. So I, it's good that Disneyland has given us some information and some updates like Steakhouse 
55, which is the original version of, we now have Steakhouse 71 here in uh, Mm -hmm. Contemporary Resort. Now yours is, is it still going to be a restaurant? Do we know? So no, yes and no, the food will still be served. It it is going to be transformed into a bar and lounge area. And I don't know how to feel about this just on a personal note because Steakhouse 55 is near and dear to my heart and my family's heart. We have spent many, many birthdays, special events at Steakhouse 55, and it was just lovely. So very sad to find out it was closing permanently after the pandemic. Um, But I am glad it's going to be turned. I think it's going to be more of an open space bar and lounge there at the Disneyland Hotel. And so they will serve food, I think, and, and drinks, obviously. Um, so that'll be an interesting change to that area. It's just kind of tucked in the corner right next to Goofy's kitchen. So, um, yeah, that's, that's their plan for it. I don't know. They don't really know also when this is going to be done, but this is the plan. They've been, Imagineers have been trying to figure out what to do with this space for a long time. So I think it's official that it's going to be a bar and lounge area. I think I'm wondering if that's also where your convention, the Disneyland convention hall is also right there connected to it, right? Exactly. It is essentially like 100 feet away from the convention halls. So I wonder if they're really trying to like cater towards the conventioneers and like the businesses that are coming in and they're just having their little Disneyland theme little get together whatnot oh let's go hit the bar over here instead of having to go across the street or into downtown Disney they're probably trying to keep them within house that's a really good point yeah yeah and I I figures that there was a bar and lounge right outside Steakhouse 55 where you can go and have a drink before your reservation or something like that it's it was a small lounge area I think it's just going to be like extended further back or just kind of be a casual thing where you know, maybe you don't necessarily need a reservation to go and sit down and enjoy, you know, some food and, and drinks, but we will see. That's well, I think it's I... kind of like the news that we broke in the last episode about how the dining or not the dining, the wine and some alcohol was coming to some more sit down locations in Disneyland. Yeah. And we said that alcohol is really where the money maker is. Yeah. And they've learned that too. And they're like, okay, we're going to make this bar a little bit bigger and we're going to bring in more of them. So I think, yep. I, I guess that's just kind of what's happening from a business standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I think that's what's happening too. I'm, I, you know, hope it's going to be a great theme. They'll still have the pictures of like Walt Disney, Shirley Temple and all those, all those like very classic old photos up. Uh, Cause those were, those are pretty cool to see. So hoping they can use those somehow. Now, I feel like the information that I keep talking about for the past, like, what, three episodes now of <laughs> yeah. how uh, I'm I'm trying to get out there for Disneyland's holiday season, but they hadn't announced it. And that's what that's one thing that kills me about Disneyland is that they wait to announce when the actual holiday season is going to start. Where Disney World, we kind of we kind of know. As soon as yes. the first party starts, we know when everything is going to be going live. Yep. But for Disneyland, we don't really no and that information has just now been revealed yay the holidays are back it's so exciting yes so we have like holiday first of all the holiday dates and these are usually the same every year at the disneyland resort it's around veterans day after the first two weeks of november and continues through the first week of january so the official dates and excuse me while i look this up i know that starts november 10th Mm -hmm. and i believe it goes to january 9th from what i believe I saw yesterday the 7th thank you so much January 7th so we are gonna get yeah thank you (laughs) we are gonna get I can't believe it's gonna be 2024 by the way that that date just like whoa we're not triggered Um, it's fine I get triggered (laughs) 
just seeing 2024 like on my screen I was like oh wow oh boy okay uh, here we go. Yeah, so well, we are going to get a lot of things returning. For example, we have festival holidays. My One of my favorite food festivals that we have at DCA is coming back with our Sip and Saber passes, of course. And we have uh, Viva Navidad coming back over in the Paradise Garden Grill area of DCA. And as per usual, our themed overlays like Small World Holiday and Haunted Mansion Holiday. So really excited for those. Everything's coming back. We got... A Christmas fantasy parade, believe in holiday magic fireworks. Oh, and of okay, my favorite, I have to mention this, is yes. the World of Color Season of Light. I love this show. I probably watched it maybe 20 times last year because I thought it was so cute. And, this, and that's a newer holiday show that was added in not too long ago, right? Or has this been yes. around for a while? Yes, it's fairly new. I believe the last time they had it was 2019. I think it was introduced in 2019. And obviously, uh, the COVID happened, so it came back last year, which was really exciting. Wow. Okay, so it's only maybe yeah. had like a three-year run, if that. Yes. Yeah, I think this is officially its third year. And again, you guys comment away. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the third year of Season of Light. See, that, and that makes me... I saw you post that on your Instagram so- story as soon as they announced that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I got to I gotta look up flights and see if I can get out there. Because th- this year... Dapper Day, because of course Dapper Day does a spring event and they also do a fall slash winter event. Dapper Day is on November 12th. Oh my gosh. So okay, so it's you literally would be two days holidays. afterwards. Okay. Oh. I think it's time for you to come over. I think that's the time, Danielle. I think you got to get over here. I think, I don't, mm, we'll see. Maybe, maybe in the next podcast update episode, we will have an answer <laughs> if Danielle's booked a flight or not. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be part of our Disney news. I'll be part of the Disney news. <laughs> Did Danielle book her flight? <laughs> it's it's calling to me as as all these dates are starting to line up. I'm like, oh, it's telling me I have to go. I have no other reason not to go at this point. So I think so. I think so. We were just talking about it. Got to do Runaway Railway in Toontown, and now you got to see the holidays. And it's Dapper Day. It is and da- it could be, Dapper Day. It's it could be Christmas dress up. Oh, I yes. could be holiday glammed out. Oh my goodness, what would I wear? Oh. <laughs> okay. See now my mind's reeling, and I'm already trying to figure out what I could put together already because then I also have the outfits for Disney World. Anyway, that's a separate tangent for another time. But I, don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think she's this... made up her mind, folks. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Again, more to come in the next upcoming episodes of If Danielle Booked a Flight. Woo! <laughs> oh. Yes. We should well... make that a sound, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Well, I think that's a pretty good amount of news. And I, I'm again, I'm glad Disneyland has some details and stuff coming out that we're going to be talking about. So I think that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's super exciting. I, a lot of good Disney news and yeah, love it. <laughs> well, are you, do you want to play a game? I would love to play a game. I'm so ready for this game today. I, but the thing is, uh, to the folks that are listening right now, we don't know what the game is uh, for this time. Um, oh, yeah. We have no idea. We've just been told that Chris and the gang, they have created a game for us and they're excited about it, which makes me nervous. <laughs> Same. Like, is it, is it fun? Is it competitive? I don't know, but I'm ready. Is there a way that I can incorporate 
that sound into my everyday life. Um, I think you kind of yes. do because that's like your official entrance music whenever Chris yeah. has arrived on scene is what I feel we like your entrance it. is. I'll just give it a shot. I'll, I'll save it on my phone and just play it before I enter. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a Bluetooth speaker into whatever room I go into before I go in and then let it play and then I'll come in. Yes. Oh, it's like they, uh, there was that TikTok of the guy that did this, the Seinfeld, that entrance music. Uh, he tr- triggered it on the door. So whenever a roommate opened up the door, the Seinfeld sound would play. You could do that sound for like some kind of sensor or on your doorway. So whenever you enter into the room, you have trumpets blaring to say that you are here. That would be fun. Well, now I got to do that. So I like that. <laughs> but anyway, let's play a game. All right. We've got a fun game we're going to play today. We're going to play a game that's called Underrated, Overrated, or Perfectly Rated. Before we get started, I want to introduce a visual component to this game. I want to introduce you to the Wheel of Destiny. Destiny. Love it. What do you got, Emilio? So we have a list here of over 40 different Disney-related things from characters, food, attractions, uh, things to do at the parks, uh, where we will spin a wheel, the Wheel of Destiny, and you guys will then decide if the thing that's selected is overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. And we'll do, I say, what, five? Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. I'm scared about this because I know some of our answers. Are we going to get canceled for this? If we give our true <laughs> opinions on some of these things, are we are we going to be in hot water, Megan? This is what it's for. This is what we're do- we're doing this for, Danielle. We got to just say how we feel. This is why the, the podcasters, that's why they're here. They're listening to us to hear the the raw content and our true opinions on stuffs. Let's get the tea wheel is spinning. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The tea the Disney tea. So we'll have, uh, just because she's first here on my screen, we'll have Danielle go first. So Danielle, yeah. why don't you go ahead and give a nice big metaphoric spin of the wheel. <laughs> and autograph books. Oh, no. Okay, Ooh. autograph books. <sighs> Honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen traditional autograph books in a hot second in the parks. Like that was a really big thing back in like 2010 and whatnot. Personally, I feel like we still have them. But ever since the Panini and whatnot, I don't know if they're, they've are they come back in the same capacity. A lot of people have gotten very creative with like signing the frames that they bring in. Mm-hmm. Signing ears. I've seen signing ears. At signing campus. ears has been popular. Or what was the other one that people have been doing here recently? Oh, tumblers. Tumblers, Did you see that? yeah. I, so, I have seen one of those. Mm-hmm. I feel like people have gotten more creative outside of the traditional autograph book. I'm going to rate this as um, normal rating, not overrated and not underrated. I think that's a normal rating right now. Perfectly rated, then. Perfectly, Perfectly rated. rated. Yes. Okay. Do I get to give my two cents now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, if you have two cents, Megan, I, I say I, you I, should. <laughs> I think I think they're underrated. I know I know that they obviously they cost money. I have no idea how much they cost. I haven't bought an autograph book since I was maybe, you know, eight years old. But I think that with like the different designs they have, I think they're so cute for the kids to fill try to fill up their autograph books. And I will say that I know I have an autograph book from nineteen ninety eight somewhere hidden 
in storage or with my, my parents have it somewhere. I know I still have it. And I think I looked through one actually a couple years ago because it was in a box. And so we've kept them around. And I, I just think they're so cute. I think it's a lovely, like, souvenir for your trip. If you, if you're with your kids and they want to meet a lot of characters and they get so many autographs and they can look through them and see who they met throughout the day. I think it's great. Um, but I know it's, it's not as, as used as it was like, you know, in decades past. Yeah. So I, I would, I would agree with you, Megan. Yes, they are. They are still a vital part of Disney parks culture, I would say. Yeah. And I actually have a great story to autograph books. I don't know if we have time for it right now. Maybe we'll save it for later. But remind me to tell you my fairy godmother story and uh, the autograph books of my time in the Bippity Boppity Boutiques making magic. So I would love to hear it. I'm sure it's amazing. Yes. So, yeah, I, I am underrated for the autograph books. Okay. All right. My turn? Yeah. Here we go. <gasps> okay. Yeah. You're so great. Oh, <laughs> she got the one. <laughs> of course she did. This is so on this, brand for you, woo, Megan. Woo, woo. Drinking around the world at Epcot. Wow. Could this be more perfect for me? Oh, my gosh. Did you rig this, Emilio? I think you um, did. <laughs> this, my friends, is a perfectly rated thing for us Disney adults and just regular adults alike. This is one of my favorite things to do at Walt Disney World. Um, whether you start in Mexico or Canada, I do not care. Uh, I'm a Disneylander, <laughs> so I have no preference whatsoever. We did start, we started in the UK last time of all things and got a beer, I think, from Rosencrown. But I think it's so much fun. There are so many lovely different drinks from different cultures. I personally am a big fan of the Viking coffee from Norway, the Moonshine Sour from America, and the Violet Sake from Japan. Those are the ones that I enjoyed the most. Any beer that you get from Germany is lovely. Um, Morocco has some good seltzers as well that we got last time. So, you know, and obviously Mexico. Let's talk, I mean, margaritas galore, right? They got the cucumber one that I love, very refreshing. Avocado, which is like a slushy kind of margarita. And yeah, it's perfectly rated for me. I can go on and on. I could literally talk about this for hours. But <laughs> I think it's I think it's perfectly rated. Such a fun time for my 21 and over friends who visit Disney World. I don't know, Megan. I might. There are oh, some no. things. Like, <laughs> I, I would agree with you that it it is great when done in a certain environment. I would say, yes, it would be perfectly rated. What I think is overrated, though, are those people that they make, and Megan, this is not you, there are people much worse than you, that make drinking around the world their entire personality when they're on their Disney trip. Meaning that they they have Mm -hmm. the Etsy t-shirts and then they have the giant check marks on the back of every country with like the little boxes. And then they make the the cast members take the little Sharpie and mark it off on their back. And then you have the giant group of these adults just as soon as it gets marked off on the t-shirts, they go, yeah, woo, 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 woo. And I think that might be a little much. Okay. I, you know, I've really only seen one group like that in my years of going to Epcot. So that's also it's different. It's different expectations because I I see it on the regular because I live in Epcot, basically, right, where my opinion of it is going to be totally different from someone that only sees it maybe every once in a while. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's adorable. But as someone that sees it all the time, 
you're not like to the people that think, oh, this is such a great idea. I'm so original. No, honey, you ain't the first no. one to do this before. Um, <laughs> that's, be that's, that part, I think, is overrated is what I'm yeah. is what I say. But besides that, I think drinking around the world itself it's it's great. I think it's really fun for people like there's some some girls that or some guys also that as soon as they turn 21, it's a safe place that their parents take them drinking for the first time. Also, yeah. when they go drinking mm-hmm. world, around the world, I think that's adorable. I think that's, that's fun. Cute. But because you're doing it in a safe environment, just right. don't you're in Disney. don't overdo it, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Then I was going to, yeah, I was going to add that on at the end. Please drink responsibly and please know that you are in Florida and 99.9% of the time it's going to be ex- insanely humid, sucking the literal moisture out of you. So make sure that you're drinking water as you're going along. And if you start to feel like you can't handle yourself anymore, please stop. There's no need to do all 12 countries if you can't handle it. Don't make my so. security friends have to come talk to you. That's a lot yeah. of paperwork that they don't want to have to fill out today. Or, or, you know, you don't need to end up on TikTok in the wrong ways. So just, just mm. you know. Do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you very much. Exactly. <laughs> See, and then, uh, that's a good one of like it could it's it is, but also can be underrated. Okay, okay, interesting. I like I like these yeah. opinions. Yeah, me too. All right, that was exciting. Next one. And spinny spin. I really love the sound because it sounds like it's from like Mario Party or something. It kind of does. How does it land on Olaf as oh. a character? Olaf as the character is he <laughs> underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated? Ooh. Oh, you're making me Ooh. have to choose. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, mm. I, I think I know where I stand. You know where you stand? Okay, because I'm very torn on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna say perfectly rated. Mm-hmm. Because I do think sometimes he can be a little overrated. He was there for a really hot second also, especially with Frozen 2 and stuff coming out. I think he's he's starting to rebalance himself, if that yeah. makes sense. So I would say perfectly rated is where I'm going to put myself in. Yeah. I, I, I'm i the same way, Danielle. I, I'm a huge Olaf fan. I think he's perfectly rated. I loved his... Um, he went, all of this makes sense when I am older. I love that song. Yes. Like, I love that song. And, like, Samantha, hilarious. As, as great. Frozen 2 was amazing. Yes. And we also his shorts on Disney+. Plus. Yes. The, his shorts on Disney+, Plus honestly, had me crying laughing because I, I love them so much. It's so good. The retelling of the stories in, like, 30 seconds or something like yeah. that or 60 seconds. Amazing. Amazing job. And also, huge Josh Gad fan. I actually did meet him at the parks one time, and he's the sweetest man. So, that. yeah. Yeah. I love him. Um, so yeah, he's perfectly rated for me. Love me. I love Olaf and I love warm hugs. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. I know some people are definitely saying like overrated right now. They're probably yelling at their, uh, at the, uh, speakers again, trying to say, no, he's overrated. He's so annoying. He's overrated. Yeah. I think, I think it's balanced out, especially here in the past year or two, especially in park culture, I would say more so Mm -hmm. he's started to even himself out a little bit again. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Number four. I wanted it to land on the one before that. This uh, this one's interesting because it is so different between Disneyland and Disney World. Very different. Very yeah. different. Okay, so y'all, it landed on PhotoPass. And, mm. oh, man, I don't use PhotoPass, like, ever. Um, oh, 
what, what do I think? What do I think? What do I think? I think maybe it's underrated. That, and that's that's why. You know, I should mm. use it. It's free. It's part of Magic well, Keys. and free and, for you. And, oh, excuse me. Free, okay, free free for Magic Keys. Yeah, sorry. I'm not thinking of the vacationers who are not annual pass holders. No, well, um, yeah, you're good. It, and it's free for you too, right, as an annual no. pass holder? Oh, it's not? It is a add-on package that you can add in addition to your uh, my your annual pass, and it can be added into any level of annual pass, uh, but it's like an additional $100 or something like that. And wow. Okay. Sorry. I had no idea. I don't. I, yeah. I should have known that, but I did not. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like huh. how they operate is so different. So like Disney, so from what I understand, after talking to PhotoPass friends on both coast, the new cameras come to Disney World and then the, the older cameras then get transferred to Disneyland from mm-hmm. what I understand. Right. Oh, okay. But you your photo pass people have the flexibility to actually walk around out of areas and actually do more creative shots where yes. in disney world they actually have to stay within a station and there's more like weird copyright things that they have to do where they can't leave their section because of the way it's set up oh okay, okay. it's very interesting and like how it's so- uh how the they're both photo pass they are very similar features and how they work and operate but i don't know some of the magic shots, like I just went to the PhotoPass studio that is located over inside Disney Springs. They had a, uh, it's I think it might be already done by now, but it is the, they had a whole orange bird set up, which of course me being the crazy orange bird lady, I had to go check it out, right? And it's a full studio and I happened to get a, a group of photographers that they were fantastic. They knew their angles. They knew how to adjust the lighting and adjust my face because of course glasses and lighting. Usually I have awful glares where you can't see my face. Well, I was able to change it and it looked fantastic i i posted a lot of the photos on instagram i was like look at you where sometimes like it's a hit or a miss so i would i would say i would also say i would say perfectly rated just kind of be that even ground again uh, because they are so different between both coasts gotcha i i would definitely it's based on your experience with it and also just the process over there i'd probably say it's perfectly rated for world um, but I think it's a bit maybe underrated, underused at, at land. I, I mean, obviously, the, the lines that I see are, are long, usually in front of the castle and in front of the... Um, right now, we have a 100th anniversary Mickey that's standing at the front of Main Street. Mm-hmm. So those lines can get pretty long. And obviously, when the Mickey pumpkin shows up, that's going to be crazy. And the, the Christmas tree and all that. So... Um, I think it's great, and I wow! I guess I'm very appreciative that it is now free with Magic Keys because again, well, no idea that it was in a. a and if a it's pack. included in your past, Megan, you got to take advantage of that and go I ahead and do utilize it. What, that. What am I, yeah, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, and you seriously. Even... Some sometimes they're just standing there, like in DCA, and they they want to take pictures of you. They're just like, you know, are you are you guys free for a sec? Can you come over here and like take a picture with Walt and Mickey and oh, yeah. by well, you know, and I I know for. Disney World people, I think it's for the same in Disneyland, especially as you get closer to like Halloween season um, and whatnot. If you if you have like a princess bound you were doing, you can go over to the PhotoPass studio that the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique uses, and it's mm-hmm. technically open for all ages. Okay. Uh, you don't have to. I, well, at least that's what it is here in Disney World. It's open for all ages. I don't know if it is for Disneyland, and you can go over there and take the cute, like, princessy pose pictures with, like, the little woodland animals. Even as, like, an adult, you could do that. Uh, but that would be cute to have that included with your annual pass cost anyway. If you got it included, use it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. Mm, That's a really good idea. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I guess I would say underrated for land and perfectly rated for world. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I'm allowed to give that answer. I think that would be good. I think that'd be good. Okay. There's two different, there are different parks. Well, do we have one more? Hey, one more. Give me spirit jerseys. Cause I, I know exactly where I stand on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to spill the tea on that one. I and do. Spinny spin. is a good one okay y'all it landed on getting a locker Ooh. okay i i don't know so for here in disney world right this was i think the locker costs are like what ten dollars fifteen dollars and seventeen dollars or at least it is for magic kingdom i believe and of mm-hmm. course all the lockers are located in the front of the park which yeah. is great for some locations. Like it could be useful for Magic Kingdom or maybe Hollywood Studios. I would never suggest this for Animal Kingdom or for uh, Epcot, right? No, definitely not Epcot. Definitely yeah. not. I would say, I don't know. I feel like using the lockers, unfortunately, I feel is like, it's so 2005 y'all like going and using the lockers and you're packing your little own lunches which is fine if you're someone that you are being very smart in your financial choices and you're like no we are going ahead we're buying pub subs or you already made your sandwiches you have a little small cooler you're being smart you're putting in the front of the park but you're planning out your day as such that you're going to go back there and actually utilize it that's great Mm -hmm. that's fantastic under Mm -hmm. underrated but if you're just getting it just to get it and you like you don't go back and forth and actually utilize your locker, I would say it's overrated. Mm-hmm. Right. OK. And I know a lot of people a lot of people use them for like shopping purchases. See, my rule is, is that if I can't carry it in my hands and I'm not going to hold it around for multiple hours in a day, I it's not worth getting. So that's right. my mindset. But if you're a shopaholic and it helps you, but go for it. Right. Or you wait till the end of the day when you're walking out to, exactly. to get it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I would say for me it's it's perfectly rated, but I I it's it's tough because obviously we we go and we create content at the parks, right? So if you're going and taking pictures in certain outfits and let's say the weather doesn't agree with one of them, like for example, it's 95 degrees out, you want to do a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge outfit with like all black on and like a robe or something and you don't want to carry that around with you all day. Yeah, I would say yeah, go go get a locker at the front of Main Street. There is there are lockers in DCA as well and also in the promenade right outside the parks. So, and ours are $7 for small or $7 for like a, a regular size and then $10 for the larger size. So you can fit a lot in that one, which is really nice. See, ours is way more. Yeah, exactly. Which I, it's so it's so interesting. I mean, you definitely have more travelers with more stuff. So I get that. Um, yeah, I think it's to try to, but... it's try to, to keep people from, uh, they check out of the hotel and then they're trying to keep their luggage in the front of the park. I think it's trying oh. to deter more people from doing that is what my assumption is. Got it. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. And okay. it's. I feel like yours would be smart, too, because you could purchase it for one park. And if you have a park hopper ticket, your parks are within walking distance of each other between mm-hmm. Disneyland and DCA. You could buy one for uh, Disney Disneyland Magic Kingdom and then just go back and forth to be able to go get it and you'll be fine. Yep. Or you or, or, you, or use. Yeah, exactly. Or use the ones right outside Disneyland. They're technically in the promenade. So even if you only have one park, you can just go outside and and get what you need from there and go back in. 
So yeah, it, or it's like maybe it's like raining or something. You don't want to carry your umbrella around with you all day because it's you know can be sporadic here in SoCal. So well, something like your, that. Your weather fluctuates so much because as soon as that sun sets, it dips down dramatically, and you yeah. usually have to have a sweater or something like that. Where here in Florida, we don't have that same issue. If you're if you're you're bringing around your poncho or your your umbrella the entire time. If you uh, yeah. decide to try to change your clothes, it don't matter. You're going to be wet no matter what, even if you have something in your locker. So I don't know. I think it is underrated for Disneyland. I would say maybe overrated, perfectly rated for Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that because I've used one before and I, I love when I have one. It's also you, you just don't leave your stuff there because <laughs> sometimes when if you don't use it enough, sometimes you forget that you do have one. And I've definitely walked out and I've had friends walk out when the park is closed and forget that they had a locker. So they got to like get security or someone to go back in and and um, retrieve their items. Like- I forgot my stuff. Or make sure you set a reminder on your phone. Hey, don't yeah. forget to get your stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like I use it for Oogie Boogie last year, which I probably will use it again this year because it's September and it's also it's still going to be insanely hot in September, like for sure. And our costumes, you know, they, I, I wore a very, very hot costume last year as Mighty oh. Thor. So I had to put that on at the last second to like make sure I didn't pass out during the party <laughs> so, like, so you can enter into the park earlier before the yes. party actually starts so you can be in normal clothes and mm-hmm. then go ahead and put on your costume later that's a smart idea okay definitely yeah. under underutilized then for Disneyland yeah yeah so yeah there's the last one for you well good, I like it good game. that was super yes. fun yes I love that Agreed, guys. I understand why you loved it so much. Yeah. Now, y'all, for those listening, if you have any suggestions of things that you wanted added into the wheel, it can be anything food-related, characters, parks, like like anything from PhotoPass to lockers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, let us know what you wanted added into the wheel. And maybe as we keep playing this game, because I think we're going to bring this back a little more often, right? Uh, Yeah. As we play it, maybe your suggestion might get called out and you might hear the tease that me and Megan have on maybe your topic because <laughs> <laughs> there's some in there that I, I I got my I got my thoughts on so oh yeah. definitely yeah shout them out leave them in the comments leave them in your review we'd mm-hmm. love to add some more to the list all right Megan well right. you know what we never told them what the countdown actually is they might have seen in the title of this episode but yeah. we actually haven't said it and we left them hanging last episode of what our theme is so what what are we counting down today we are counting down our top 10 Disney sidekicks. Whoop, 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 whoop. So excited. <laughs> now, this is going to be great. I'm ex- I'm so excited to see your list cuz there I didn't realize how many sidekicks there were. There are a lot of sidekicks. Okay. Well, okay. Now we got to talk about this, Megan, right? Okay. So yeah. I told you I kind of told you when we were discussing this idea a little bit. Um yes. I kind of retract my statement. So my original statement was is that I thought that sidekicks can be best friends but best friends cannot be sidekicks right yes Mm -hmm. so i gave i gave the example of for example tiana and charlotte labeouf charlotte labeouf is the best friend she is not a sidekick right yes yeah well now i megan oh gosh i don't know how much no well no i'm not i'm not taking it back i'm altering no okay okay altering altering. okay okay i'm actually thinking that some animal friends that people label as sidekicks are actually not sidekicks they are either pets or just animal friends 
Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Okay. So I yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, Megan. I this. I went into such detail with this list. I actually had an hour long uh, conversation with my siblings as they were because all my family's in town right now, and they're just like, Danielle, what are you gonna be talking about in the next episode? I'm like, Oh, we're counting down Disney sidekicks. Well, Danielle, what's your list? And then I started giving some, and they're just like we don't think that's a sidekick. And I was like, wait, what? And so then we had, we had this whole debate on everything. And we actually had to look up the Webster's dictionary of what the term sidekick is, right? So this is the definition of a sidekick is a person's assistant or close associate, especially one who has less authority than that person. So the sidekick, I would say impacts the narrative. Yes. Right. Okay. And so, now I'm now looking at my list to make sure that right? I am. So one I was almost worried about, I was I was kind of thinking Olaf would not be a sidekick originally because he has too much narrative. But yeah. actually, no, I would say he is the sidekick and Sven is the animal friend. Because if you remove Sven from Frozen, he does not change the story. If you remove Olaf, that he is the one that pushes the story story forward. Definitely. Does that yeah. make sense? Okay. That now, does make like, sense. Yeah. Pascal, for example, and Rapunzel, I say he's just an animal friend. He is not a sidekick because if you remove Pascal, he does not push the narrative forward. Oh, okay. See? Okay. Now, these are yeah. these are the things that I was debating with my family. And we're just like, oh, no. Now, again, it's just those that are listening, you might not agree with my narrative. You might be like, oh, no. Pascal, Miko, all the animal friends, they are immediately sidekicks just because they are cute, adorable, and they have sassy eyebrows. And that's the reasoning why. And so I don't know. It'll be, I think we might have a little more of a debate on this than I anticipated, Megan. Do you agree with me or what's, what's your thoughts? What are your vibes? I do. I do think so. What I feel like is, um, I, I agree in that sidekicks definitely contribute to the plot, to the narrative. Um, but I feel like there's some that have a big enough role in films, in some Disney films, where if you, even if you remove them, you know, they still have the an impact on the film. Right. Exactly. Like, for example, Miko. Like, he's one of my favorite characters in Pocahontas. And I would, you know, I would have been... Not that I would have known any better, but I would have been sad if he wasn't in the movie, you know? He oh, was. Yeah. He had some, some fun scenes, especially with, you know, I think it's Radcliffe's dog, and uh, Percy. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm now looking at my list and I'm like, oh, shoot, I have some that you're describing. <laughs> well, and then so then so I have okay. another another debate also. Right. As we're talking numbers, I had quite a few characters that I would consider dynamic duos. Right. So like I, uh, Lightning and Mater. Well, not not even Lightning and Mater. No, I, okay. I consider those two separate. I consider like Lightning McQueen's oh. the main and then Mater would be the sidekick. Right? You think Mater's a sidekick? See, I, I don't think I so. Think I Mater's think a like sidekick. Now, oh, also, okay. don't view it from the second or third movies. You have to view it only from the original content source material. Okay. The first right? the first film. The only. first yes. film. Mm-hmm. Because, of yeah. course, like Timon and Pumbaa, for example, would you separate them or do you call it Timon and sign Pumbaa? Yes. Right? That would not separate them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Jacques and Gus. You would not separate them. Chip and Jacques Dale. And you would not right. separate Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do think there are some characters on my list that it, it will list two characters, but since they are dynamic duos and they cannot be separated, they are listed as one. Okay. Okay. Do we agree on that? We agree. We agree. Um, you are definitely going to be like, <laughs> Megan, that's not what I was talking about when I was going through, when I'm going no, no, through no. my list here. But, but this but, is why we have these conversations to try to decide and figure this out. Right. 
It, no, it, exactly. And sidekick is definitely a subjective term. It's not like it's because when I was going through stuff on Google, like I was trying to figure out my list and I was, of course, Googling things. There were definitely some characters on there where I was like, oh, I wouldn't consider them a sidekick. But, right. um, you know, that's just what they what they thought of. So right. and I feel might like... have a little bit of discrepancies and opinions, but that's OK. Right. But and, and I think this is really something up to our listeners also, as you're thinking about your favorite sidekicks and you're trying to decide, oh, well, is that really a sidekick or is that just an animal best friend or just a best friend? Like you got to really it makes you makes you overthink the story of uh, throwback to English class. Right. And in yeah. English class, you're having to dissect all the the story <laughs> and the nuances. And your English yep. teacher asks you, well, why did the author make the drapes blue? It was because the author was portraying the sadness in the scene. Right. And really, it's just because the author liked the color blue. Motifs. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. are we over... An- I could just be the only one, Megan, that's overanalyzing the relationship of these characters and yeah, the narrative, right? <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. We we got to, you know, set some sort of boundary and expectation. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I crossed the line, I think, a bit on these, but that's okay. But that's okay. If you can give... If I you can give... Value, valid argument, then I will say, okay, I will give it to okay. you. How does that sound? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Do you want me to start off then and tell you what my number 10 was? Yes, please. Yeah, go ahead. Start us off. Well, I think we're going to actually break this up and we're going to make it our 10 through 6. So yes. I, do you want me to start off with my number 10 and go ahead and get the ball rolling then? Let's jump in. 10 through 6. Here we go. go ahead, number David. 10 is going to be the best conscience possible and it's going to be Jiminy Cricket. Oh, that's right. awesome. I, yeah. He, he is a fantastic sidekick. He He's the one, like, let your conscience be your guide. And, like, the iconic. I feel like out of the first beginning Disney movies, because, of course, it was Snow White, Pinocchio, he was really the one that really kind of brought the sidekick character forward. Yeah. Like, the seven dwarfs, they're, they're their own. They're kind of like sidekicks, but they're not. Right? I wouldn't call them sidekicks. I wouldn't call yeah. them sidekicks. So does that make Jiminy Cricket the first? Maybe. Maybe because it is called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So they're like main characters, essentially. They they're they're in the title, you know? Right. So I would say Jiminy Cricket, yeah, what, and he might be the first from mm-hmm. So that's Pink. why he had to make my list, and he's at my number 10. I love it. I love it. He's one of my all-time favorite characters, fun fact. Um, mm-hmm. And when they turned him into a shoulder buddy for the merchandise, I was like, yeah. absolutely. That makes so much sense. Disney, great job, because he's your conscience. He can just sit on your shoulder right there at the parks. Hey, uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, in the Disney cast member community, Jiminy Cricket is represented for like most training things. So trainers, uh, when they are going through their training, a lot of Jiminy Cricket is used as the training motifs. And on the trainer pins, it is a Jiminy Cricket. So that way he sits there and the trainers are supposed to kind of be your additional conscience as you're going through training uh, on Disney World properties. So that's your little fun fact about him. I love it. I love it. Okay. What about you, Miss Megan? So <laughs> my 10 through 6, this is what I'm telling you, Danielle. We're going to disagree on, on these no, being sidekicks okay. or not. <laughs> so my my um, my number 10, and he's part of, he's kind of part of a sidekick duo, and I'm sad I didn't include the other guy, but it's, it's Hey Hey from Moana, um, strictly for comedic value and also for, like, sometimes he gets things right. Sometimes he's useful, um, just in his own random way. <laughs> But um, I he he made me laugh in the movie, and I really liked him. I thought he was hilarious, and um, I think he's super cute. And I like that he's in you know magic happens and our parade and everything. So, 
Um, yeah, I chose Hey Hey for my number 10. <laughs> that, I mean, that's fine. But, but I think it's because you have more of an emotional connection with that character. Yes, where, it is. I don't know. For me personally, I was so excited about Hey Hey when the trailers were dropping for Moana. And then mm-hmm. to see he wasn't in the movie that much, I think actually was really disappointed by that. And since I thought it was a letdown, I would not include him on my list. That's okay. That's totally fine. And I want to just say that Pua, unfortunately, did not make my list. And I'm not sure why, because I love Pua. He might be number 11. I don't know. Join our Patreon if you want to see that list. But (laughs) Um, yeah, Hey Hey for comedic value is number 10 for me. Okay. So y'all can yell at me in the comments if you disagree. No, no, I'm actually, I will be very intrigued to hear some people sign off and tell us as as they're listening to this podcast. Like, I I think on our Spotify, we're going to have a poll saying if you agree with Megan's list or my list, like make sure you're writing down which one you agree with uh, and let us know or even just send us a note on the Instagrams or leave a note over on the uh, the social medias at the Disney podcast a show on Instagram threads whatnot and let us know if you if you agree with Megan's list my list or even like my definition of the over theorizing the sidekick theory right <laughs> yep yep absolutely well, anyway. please let us know yes number all nine right. is going to be my first duo set so i do count jacques and gus as my number nine as my uh dynamic duo set you can't have one without the other and i i love those little mice they played so much into my story as a fairy godmother at the bippity boppity boutiques right especially gus yes Yep. Mm-hmm. And we would say how uh, Cinderella's mice friends, they helped us out because we were still fairy godmothers in training and they would help us go get the little tools and the dresses to be able to make sure that everything was perfect for these little princesses. And yeah. that's that's why they're my number nine, because they're so they're so important to me. Oh, I love that. I, and I love I love Jacques and Gus. Yes. Gus. Oh, little Gus Gus. I love when he's taking the, the pieces of corn or from the chicken stock or chicken feed. Yes. That's one of my favorite Just parts. Just trying to hold to everything in his chin can't. with his t- yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> Me trying oh, to go to um, oh, and get Starbucks and I'm holding multiple drinks and I can't carry them yeah. with me. Yes. <laughs> I do think of that. I always think of that if I yeah if I'm multitasking trying to carry things. I literally I think of Gus Gus every time. Oh, so cute. Okay, I love that. Yeah. And I also I almost had them in my in my list as well. They are not unfortunately here. Um, but um, so same same you know subjects it, you, you're probably gonna disagree with me it's <laughs> the number nine for me is Bruni from frozen 2 um he is the, the fire element the little fire chameleon thing the or little no, fire is, chameleon. It, is he a gecko is he a gecko? he's a gecko he is a little gecko or he's a, a salamander i guess salamander, is what they're calling yes. him and um he is just the cutest thing and when he came on screen i was just like oh my god i want him i need i need him <laughs> as a as my little sidekick as my little pet um, so, uh, I don't know if he, like, really contributes too much to the Frozen 2 plotline, but, um, I think he helps Elsa in a way to, like, guide her, you know, in her direction on her journey, but, well, I don't uh, know, just... because he kind of, he kind of guides her, and then the way he disappears, he, like, literally just jumps off a rock, and then we don't see him again until the end of the movie, right? I thought, I thought he kind of... <laughs> Does does he do that? Oh because God, he leads her to the water area, and then he he yeets himself out of there. He doesn't follow her over there. Oh, yo, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So he leads her like to one spot, and then he disappears. Yeah, you're right. Um, I yeah. mean, he is so, cute. I'll give him. I'll give him points for. He's being one cute. of the. 
one of the cutest uh, animal-like creatures, I think, in a in a Disney movie. But he's another so. one that he was used a lot heavily, heavily in the Disney merchandise and also in the ads. And he yeah. did not get enough screen not. time. And I was like, I know. Okay, come on. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just I'm I'm like thinking that you know I want these guys to get more attention. <laughs> like, they're like underappreciated more. <laughs> yeah, they're underappreciated. Appreciate these characters, everybody. These sidekicks. Um. So, and I of course I I do have Bruni as a little um plush. They came out with him like a month a month after the movie came out. Yes. And so yeah, he's so a comedic factor for Hey Hey cuteness factor for Bruni and now we're getting into the real stuff I promise okay no it's okay Megan your list is valid you're all good thank you Danielle appreciate it well number eight I actually went with a villain sidekick for my <gasps> number eight. Oh, I'm excited okay it is Smee Captain Hook's right hand man oh my I gosh love Smee especially he is a part of our Vessel of Fantasy parade here at Walt Disney World and I love yelling at Smee like in a good way I'm not obnoxious people I'm not that person that's like <laughs> over the top like I get overly excited I'm like Smee no 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 no. but like if, if I'll make contact with him I'll give him a little heart hands and stuff I, I love Smee I think he's adorable and such a fun fun little character that he he's got his act together but he keeps it well hidden I feel like <laughs> yes Yes, agreed. Agreed. Smee is great. I do love Smee. Yeah, I think he's uh, he he's such a he's such a funny sidekick to Captain Hook and their dynamic in the movies, and also when they're like you know together either in a show or like out and about the parks. It's it's really cute. I like it, and also you know they're in the ride and everything. So nice. I like that choice. Okay, sweet. I'm re- I'm realizing that yeah, uh, human sidekicks are a thing too, and I um. I didn't realize that when I was making that list. So uh, there's an absence of humans in my list. Oh, is there really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think our list as we get down further is going to be very interesting because I have a couple more. <laughs> oh, God. I'm well, what about what's your number eight then, Megan? My number eight, and you know, just just referred to him earlier, is Miko from Pocahontas because that was literally one of my favorite, all-time favorite Disney movies growing up. And he was a big part of my you know childhood and um I just I thought he was super cute he you know tried to do his best to support Pocahontas and he like you know I think he I don't know what scene it was where he was like in the bathtub with the other dog Percy the dog I don't know what he was doing either oh he snuck onto um, Radcliffe's ship and that's where Percy was having his bubble bath and he had his bowl of cherries and that's where uh Miko comes in and he just like gobbles them he all up the, he wanted the cherries that's right that's right and yeah. percy's and just like how dare you yeah, yeah that's right his little his little raccoon self just looking for food yeah. um so yeah he's he's my number eight and i love seeing him in the parks as well he's a rare but he he's he does go out there he um, does yeah he does so i would say probably my one of my favorite scenes that has been utilized a lot in like gifs and like memes and whatnot is the scene where Pocahontas is about to go over the waterfall and you see the back of his head and then he turns around and he's just like what you about to do and <laughs> yeah. he's like questioning Pocahontas on her life choices just in one look I I do yeah. love that and because of that he was he was going to make my list so uh but after I was like trying to decide is he is he a sidekick for me I don't know that's why he was put into the back burner but he would have made my list yes that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> well, number seven for me is actually going to be uh, from one of my favorite 
I mentioned a couple of favorite songs in our couple past episodes. And one of my songs that didn't make the list, but almost did, was You're My uh, One Last Hope, the song that Philatiti sings. And so Phil from Hercules, the half his trainer, his half goat, half man, little trainer, he is my number seven for sidekick characters. See, I would consider Phil the sidekick. I would not consider Pegasus the sidekick. Pegasus would be... Well, really, he's a mode of transportation, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. he would be more of like the pet kind of category. So that's where I would say Phil is the sidekick of that movie. Okay. I full, wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that's a good point. Um, but yes, Phil Phil is awesome. I love his song in that movie and, and definitely an integral part to the plot. So yes. I love that choice. Well done. Awesome. Okay. Go at Danny DeVito, by the way. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, my number, where, what are we on, seven? Number already? seven. Mm-hmm. My number seven is <laughs> also probably more of a mode of transportation, and that is the magic carpet from Aladdin. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people would consider me, I don't know, I, I saw Raja on my Googled list of sidekicks, and I'm like, no, Raja's a pet. Like, Raja right. doesn't do much. But the magic carpet is i think an integral part to the plot i'm obviously he doesn't he doesn't even have a face and i feel like sometimes he has more character narrative than some of the other characters did in that movie so i i could see i would consider carpet a good sidekick here i feel like okay hold on back it up the old aladdin show that was in dca right yes yes Mm -hmm. carpet was definitely a sidekick character in the musical version of aladdin in that show so i would i would understand why he would be considered a sidekick. Right. I just, he does have a personality, you know, he is technically an inanimate object, but he is alive and he does save the day in a few instances and also is Mm -hmm. just a big part of a whole new world and everything. So that's why I consider, I consider him and I'm giving him a gender too, apparently. So (laughs) that's why I consider him to be a sidekick. (laughs) Well, Hey, what is, what is it? Uh, Jeannie even says, Hey, rug man, give me some tassel. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, rug man, that's right. Yeah. Um, and so Jeannie says that he, uh, his pronouns are he, then. <laughs> his pronouns are he, so that's what we're going with. Exactly, yes. I'm going with uh, with what the Jeannie says. There you go. But yeah, oh, goodness. that is my well, number seven. For number six, I have another dynamic duo. Ooh, okay. And it's going to be Lumiere and Cogsworth. Oh, I love them. Like, yep. I do feel like this is one of the few that you could separate it and just make it Lumiere or just make it Cogsworth. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, f- I feel guilty separating them. I feel like they have to go together because they annoy each other. They get on each other's nerves so much, but they they play an important part in them of the Beast and Belle getting together and uh, having conversation and whatnot. They play an integral part in that. They do. They really do. Yeah, absolutely. They're very helpful with on both sides, honestly, in that in that relationship and the growing the story and everything and love them. I love, I love Lumiere. Oh, yeah. I love Cogsworth. So that's a great, a great duo choice. Yes. Nice. Nice. What about so you, Miss, uh, Miss Megan? Do you have a number six? Before we get to my number six, I just want to mention once again, be sure to follow us on the socials at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, and threads and at Pod Disney on Twitter slash X. And thank you guys again so much for following along. Thank you to our subscribers and our Patreons. We're mm. so happy to have you here. So thank you for listening. 
All right, now, yeah, my number six is, and I know this is a sidekick. This has to be a sidekick, Danielle. Okay, okay, you're very passionate (laughs) about it, so pop off what it is. It has to be. (laughs) It's Scuttle from The Little Mermaid. It's not really a pet. (laughs) I think that's a fantastic (laughs) choice. Like, and I, I think he's very, as, as you know, quote-unquote annoying to at least Sebastian as he may be, um, I think super integral to the plot. He's the one that found out what was going on with Vanessa slash Ursula. He's the one that told, you know, that helped her along in that, right. that part of it. And um, I feel like he was really the main... I mean, he would technically kind of be a catalyst to get uh, Ariel to even thinking about the human world and telling her all about these treasures and about dingle hoppers and like all these other things because he was considered the expert. Exactly. He's the one that helped her with her with her interest in the human world. And so I think he's an he's an important sidekick and also and also just helps her too, um, in, you know, living happily ever after. So. That's why Scuttle is my number six. Well, I think he is a fantastic sidekick to go ahead and press pause on and make yeah. our friends come back to for the next episode to hear our five through one of what our top sidekicks are. And again, y'all, you need to sound off in the comments before we get to our next episode and tell us if you agree or disagree with uh, some of our ideas on what makes a sidekick, what doesn't make a sidekick. I want us to have that conversation and really be thinking about these things. So like, let us know. Uh, again, the Disney Countdown show on Instagram send us a message over there so that way we can hear what your thoughts and feelings are and if again or message Megan or myself I'm the Dapper Danielle on Instagram TikTok whatever send me a message or uh, the magical wait what is yours again Megan I keep getting it confused no you're totally Megan fine. the magical millennial what's well, actually yes the yeah. magical <laughs> the magical millennial yes yeah and with an underscore. underscore at the end mm-hmm. yeah yeah so send, send yeah. us a message over there too let us know let us know yeah definitely we we want to hear it please criticize me and my choices I'm all ears I'm not you know I'm ready I don't for know, it Megan. I, can... I think I think they're actually gonna agree with you and they're gonna disagree with me they, they're gonna think I'm no. I'm being too picky on it that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm I love thinking. I loved your choices no I loved your choices I was and I was kicking myself being like oh my god that was so good why didn't I include that one so you know what I have <laughs> some other really fun ones as we get into our top five so I'm gonna make you wait for that I... until the next episode recording also <laughs> I can't wait to see it I also I'm also I am I am fairly proud of my top five as well so I'm okay. looking forward to it yeah well, <laughs> I think that means that we will see y'all next time and make have a magical day everyone and night night sleep tight dream of churros tonight bye y'all bye